Wrestling fans, listen up. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. It's CBV, Chris Van Vliet. It's Aubrey Edwards, referee at All Elite Wrestling. This is Old Master, the Southern Psycho, king of the trailer court. I poke God. It's the God of shit, Nick fucking Gage. Swoggle here, and this is the episode we've been waiting for. You're tuned in to Action Figure Weekly with Dylan Housen and Jerry Dan. So check out the podcast, AFW Podcast. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly, AFW, where we are celebrating not one but two successful years together here on this podcast. I don't know how many episodes that in. It's it's a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't count. Uh, I, I did just kind of like look back through the, the episodes and just happened. And, and you know, as, as figure fate would have it, uh, just uh, scrolling down, trying to find another one. I, I went all the way to the bottom and I looked at the date that we posted our first episode. And I was like, Oh, that date's coming up. Look at that. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm your host, the travel accountant, Jerry damage cook. And joining me as always, the Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Look at the look at us, man. Celebrating two years of this podcast. So I, I, I told you before I uh, before, you know, before I hit record. Also found another fun little fact. Just stumbled upon tonight because I was looking back for, to find a clip from another episode. We are also, this will be going live on July 15th, which will mark two years of the uh, the AFW podcast, but it also marks one year of our shift from Action Figure Wrestling to Action Figure Weekly. So apparently, exactly a year from our first podcast, huh. we shifted to this format, and now this is the one year for that. So our two-year anniversary, but one year in the current iteration. So I thought that was kind of cool how like we... It's kind of cool. We've always just kind of let this thing be what it is. I've never, never really like paid hard attention to like what was taking shape and form. We just kind of had fun with it. It was so it's kind of cool that we had that first, you know, first draft special. Exactly a year later, we shift the format, and here we are, exactly a year later from that. So it's kind of cool how things work out. That is kind of cool. I'm I'm down for that. So yeah, back when, uh, so I thought we would kind of reminisce about some stuff that has happened to us in the last two years. Um, you know, we had major life stuff. I mean, uh, we did the draft special, and then literally, like, right after that, my daughter went into the hospital. Um, so, you know, that kind of slowed us down from getting the uh, figure fed going for a while and things. But, you know... You know I, um, I also kind of think that it... It, you know, it may have slowed down like the formation of the podcast, but I think it made all of us closer. I think so because I was because talking we had, to you guys pretty close, you know, at that time. Right, we had really just met like randomly because Dave posted about wanting to start a you know FWF podcast, and so like I think that happening like kind of brought us all. We went from being like three guys with doing a podcast to like friends, you know. Yeah, I had done one previously and we got through like our first pay-per-view so we did it for maybe a month and a half or something like that 
Um, and then it kind of just, you know, fell apart. And, you know, as some podcasts do from time to time. Right. Um, so, you know, it was uh, pretty cool when he posted that and got back into this one. And then, you know, uh, Dave switched jobs after, you know, a little about a year into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we took a bit of a hiatus for a little bit there to try to figure out what we wanted to do. And then you and I were just kind of, um, I don't know if we were hanging out or what, just talking figures like this. And then at one point I was like, this should be what we do. You know, like, <laughs> well, you know, when we, uh, you know, when we would record the figure fed podcast, we would sit now and I, me and you do the same thing. Uh, but we would sit for like two hours before we actually hit record. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? That should be its own podcast because we're sitting. At, I mean, we're doing this, having the same conversations we're having on this one now. But it was, it was, you know, the three of us were having it off air, and then transitioning into the the figure fed. And I think there was times even the figure fed would break and it would come up of like conversations of like what figures are coming out and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, we're, we got to get back onto the the format. So, yeah, I think as we had all that uncertainty, like, you know, as Dave was trying to figure out his job situation and stuff, we're like, well, let's just, let's make it easier on everybody. Instead of having to write segments and stuff, let's just come in with ideas and riff. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's been a lot more fun. We've gotten to kind of deep dive on some topics and stuff, you know, and um, sometimes we would go controversial and those episodes might not have made it on air. So, you know, <laughs> hey, look, sometimes a time you get... or two that, you know. Uh, conveniently, Dylan's audio might not have been working as well, so we had to delete those when Jerry goes, uh, because, you know, we are usually recording these uh, later at night, you know, That's after true. my kids are in bed and stuff, and, you know, so Dylan might have had a few, or uh, sometimes I get kind of pissed off and, and ornery late at night. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. And, AFW and After re- Dark has gotten lit on a few occasions. Yeah. And, and usually, then, by so, some miracle of of modern technology, those are the ones where, like, hey, a microphone cut out. Yeah, and you're like, maybe <laughs> let's re-record we tomorrow night, and then we kind of come in, like, that. you know what? So that that did that deserved to to disappear. Yeah. So you know, um, and maybe that'll still happen at some point. You know, I, I'm not saying I I don't hold grudges against people, but there's people I just, I just don't get along with. I mean, it's just right. That's the way it is for everything, you know. I mean, in the in the pod uh, group, you know, the Facebook group, I there are people I've got blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people I still, you know, I don't like and I don't have them blocked, but um, <laughs> I probably should. Um, I don't. They're not to the point where it's the. I know that I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. Um, I'm not going to say which convention it was at or which function it was at, but you know, there have been some of those people that I know that I don't want to speak to that, um, I can tell from my interactions online, probably not going to be somebody who I want to hang out with. Well, uh, and it's... So if I see them, I'm not going to be like, Hey, you're the guy from the group. Cause I, I know that that's not going to be a pleasant interaction. I've, you know, uh, in my twenties, I was a gamer, like competitive gaming, right? Like, um, my weekends were spent, you know, playing in tournaments for these games. I played in uh, five different games, went to eight different world championships, uh, won huge regional events, regional qualifiers and stuff. The first time I ever got on a plane was because I won uh, all-expense-paid trip out to Washington, D.C. 
to play in the world championships for D and D. You know, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> and there was one guy who he's the only guy I've ever met. And like usually, like you can kind of tell, like if somebody's an ass online, uh, they're usually that kind of the way online or you know in person too. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. he's the only guy I've ever met who complete asshole online. Met him in person though, could not have been nicer. You know, and, and I now, see that a lot. The only guy I've ever seen. Like, there's been a lot of guys that, like, you know, they're a jerk online, and you meet them in real life, and like, they're pretty much back up your assumption there. Um, but love that guy. <laughs> but then, you know, like, you'd go back after the con, and he'd be a jackass online again. And you're like, I guess it's just like when he gets it, like in you know, he's in person, he's just like let free or whatever. And I don't know, but. But I've only I, seen it one time, so I generally have the rule that um, if you're, you know, a dick online or something like that, and you know, I I just kind of if if we have if if it's one of those things where like somebody might troll me or something, or I see uh, their post and I know that like <laughs> I can tell that like I've got that itch to respond and fight them. Uh, right. I don't want to. That's not what the group's about for me. Right. So I would rather just block you and then. You know, not have to make Billy do some work. So, you know, like Billy's busy enough. You know, he, he is be, man like, disciplining me on top of it. So I, I'm 42. Do I really need to be arguing with somebody about fucking toys online? No, I. I so. You know, every now and again, I've gotten into those arguments with people about like, and I'll blame I'll blame alcohol for it because the last time I actually got involved, and this is how far back it was. The last time I really dove in one of those arguments in the group was when they had the whole uh, Scott Hall, Will Ospreay, not Scott Hall, uh, Kevin Nash, Will Ospreay debate. Like, well, Kevin Nash is like, well, I've made more money in merch. And Will Ospreay is like, well, oh, I'm, yeah, that... I'm a better athlete than you'll ever be. And, like, people couldn't just be like, well, they're both right. Yeah. Like, Nash is, Nash is a fucking draw. There's no two ways about it. And Osprey may be one of the greatest, like, pure wrestlers on the planet. They're well, both athletes, right. Pure athletes. I don't, I don't think he's... When you say pure pure wrestler, I think like Kurt Angle, or Dan, you know Brian Danielson, right? Yeah, something pure. like that. You know, I I think he's athletically, I Athlete, think he might yeah, be, you're right, athlete, uh, maybe the greatest of all time. He's maybe he the greatest. Things that just un, unreal. But Osprey's big thing is uh, he he doesn't want to live over here. Yeah, you know, if he lived here in the states, which I I mean I get it completely. I wouldn't want to probably live in the UK. Right, you know, but that's his home. So I mean, I that's get it, where. He, you know? Yeah, that's that's. But that's that will home. hinder him to going to Japan or sticking to the UK promotions, and that will definitely hinder how much. No, he's not. Don't very successful. He's not. He's not necessarily you know like uh, scraping by you know on the dollar menu. Right, uh, but at the same point, you know, the big big money is over here in like WWE mm-hmm. uh, or AEW. And if you're not living here, you can't really, it's, you know, that's probably right. not feasible. You can't travel from like the UK to uh, San Antonio and then back to the UK. I mean, that's exactly, just, you know, but yeah, that was, that was the last time I got like fed up and dove into one. And I went back and forth with like a few people and, and it's funny is like, since I've had great interactions with those people. And so like, you know, I, I, and I know I'm the world's worst, like, writing somebody off, like, well, you were a dick to me once, so just fuck you. 
but <laughs> since gone on to have like great interactions and experiences with some of the same people, I was like, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I think those internet arguments are just that it's people get flared up about like the, there's that one silly thing and you get fired up and that person gets fired up and you're not sitting face to face. So it's like, well, I have to worry about this person hitting me. Go for the kill shot. You know, versus like if you're sitting and you're sitting talking face to face with the person, you're not going to say the meanest thing because either you've got decency or you're, you know, you don't want it to escalate to, to physical violence. So it is very easy for these internet arguments to just be like people going straight for the jugular at just left and right. So it's just not worth it, man. That's that's why like I had a bunch of people blocked, and I've decided I'm going on this uh this new beginnings kick. And like I've got some people blocked from my personal life, but that's that those have stayed. But all the people I have blocked from like just silly interactions and like podcast group and stuff. I was like, you know what? We're gonna give this another shot, and and we'll go on a we'll go on a three strike rule. And most of the people that I had blocked that I really wanted to stay blocked were already gone, so I just went ahead and you know. Yeah, there there was uh, a time when there were uh, a handful. I mean, it was not a majority by any means. It was probably like four or five people um and that but a was a very vocal minority yes their very whole thing vocal. was coming in and just trolling everybody and just making life miserable and they would always like get real close to that line and cause a bunch of chaos but not cross it and then yeah. eventually i don't know if they i think they got kicked out uh, i believe they, so i believe so or they just got tired of it and left either way um, well, I've seen some and, of them raising yeah. hell in other groups. I don't think they got tired of it. I think they might have either got the boot or they might have gotten bored in that group and moved to another. That's true. And they do. I think they might have got the boot though because um, anytime the major pod, I've seen those same people. Anytime major pods brought up, where they're like, they're bitches, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So maybe they did get the boot, um, but I don't know. But regardless, you know, there are just a few people that I've got blocked in the group. Um, most of, you know, generally those people kind of flame, you know, burn out and leave. And um, I've well, got it, many more. I've got a lot more blocked on Twitter than I do on on that. It, but. it is kind of funny because there were some people that I knew that I had blocked, and when I went to go back through the list of blocked people, I didn't see their names on the list. So like either they deleted the account or or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was definitely some where it's like, okay, well, I was gonna probably leave that one, so I don't have to worry about it. But there's some of them that like. It's like, I don't even remember blocking this person. Unblock, unblock, unblock. You know, because, like, half the time it's just something silly, and it's like, look, I don't feel like dealing with this. Wiped. Oh, my my Twitter blocks are uh, completely unreasonable. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's Twitter. It is completely unreasonable. That's no, why Threads no, exists. I, 100% it's me. It's because of uh, the forgotten rant uh, that did not make it to air. Um <laughs> Oh see, yeah, if buddy! If I see that posted on Twitter, or somebody tags them in it, um, I just automatically block that person. Wiped. Because, because nine times out of ten, they will tag that, but not tag Major Pod. And, and like they're, it's something where they're specifically like trying to show off, or you know, like bring you know, a cool custom, or you know, like hey, look at this, you know, I just found, and they purposely at that point like leave out major pod like the biggest dog in the yard and so at that point i was like okay i see what you're doing and uh <laughs> i don't appreciate it so right because that means that you're you know uh when i think you're purposely doing it you know 
the no. internet kind of, you know, I don't I'll, appreciate it. So um, I'll do a little bit of devil's I'm advocate. Team, I'm team major pod. Um, and I, I, I know you. that I know that there is no animosity uh, in that war. That war is gone. Um, but that doesn't mean I have to like them. You know, I'm from the South. We still don't like the North. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> you know? So, so to, to do a little bit of I will, play I a little will hold uh, grudges over toys. You best believe it, motherfucker. Little, little uh, devil's advocate. You know, uh, I think it was this week's episode. I've listened. I've been. Uh, I've been catching up on. I was like four or five weeks behind on the pods. I think it might have been this week's, or maybe it was a couple weeks back. But Matt was talking about when he did the uh, was it like three points of articulation or something like that? He did that, that. was this week. Uh, and so when he when I'm he not said downloaded, but I haven't listened to it yet. When he said at the end of talking about it on the pod, he said like, "Look, I love Disney theme park podcasts, but that doesn't mean I can only listen to just the one." And I think that applies to major, you know, like major pods people. I think that applies to people who listen to us. I think that applies to people that listen to any wrestling figure podcast. Just because you listen to one doesn't mean you can't listen to others. You can't appreciate others. Life is way too short to live in a tight little box of like, well, I like these guys, so so fuck those guys over there. Well, maybe their podcast well, then, has got an interesting interview. Maybe they've got an interesting topic. Like, why get so small-minded about it, you know? Well, I think the... the I mean, people are going to figure out who we're talking about. Um, so, so I'll, full disclosure, I, I've never even listened to that pod. I have no animosity or beef I, i'm just I kind of the guy sitting in the middle ground i listened to it uh, pretty extensively for a while before major pod came about um, and then after that i think it was that they were they were first i mean well mm-hmm. first as much as first you know there were others and stuff but yeah i mean uh, but they were the, the first before. one to get traction exposure yeah. and then you know, Major Pod comes along, and Major Pod, you know, I mean, it's been very successful. I mean, oh yeah, um, you know, Matt and Brian have, you know, been able to make a, a good amount of money from it. I mean, they Mark, you know, left his day job in order to do just Pod stuff for you know, and that's before Book Too Good Itis. Yeah, that's yeah. So I mean, um, you know, so I mean, the Pod's been very successful, and I think that it was the fact that uh, they were threatened. I think is the real when you come down to it, which um, you know because they thought they had this market kind of cornered, um, but they weren't monetizing it. Like <laughs> you know, like well, what were you doing again? With devil's advocate, man. Like if me and you were doing, you know, if we decide to bust off and like, oh, we're gonna do a SEC football talk with with Dylan and Jerry, and we start really doing well, well, then all of a sudden, like two legends of the SEC jump in and start doing it. I feel like we both be like, well, shit, you know, <laughs> like, well, to, and so guys that have already have a following doing the thing that you're doing, I could see getting ass hurt about it, but there's a point no, in time I, where you got to let it go. Okay. So I, I wouldn't be ass hurt about it because especially if I was friendly with those two mm-hmm. SEC legends and I knew that like we can grow, right? we help out with that. Well, and that's the thing. If you Instead play ball like, and it's mutually beneficial between yeah. the two, then rising tide raises all ships. I that's something like I say with work all have, the time. Okay, like if we have a you know start a uh, Harry Potter something like that. We start you know doing like Harry Potter, uh, you know, a chapter review of the book every week or something like that. And then mm-hmm. Barstool Sports is like, hey, we're going to do that too. 
you know, obviously Barstool is going to have a far huger, <laughs> far right, bigger right. audience than we ever will. But at the same point, if we were friendly with the host and there's opportunity for us to then get exposure off of that to then grow our brand as well, mm-hmm. that's a good opportunity instead of being like, Barstool's a bunch of bitches, man. Like, <laughs> right. Barstool, I, they didn't even like Harry Potter. They just said he's like a, a dumb dude with a stick. You know, like, ugh. <laughs> you know, like, what's J.K. Rowling ever done anyways? Ugh. You know, it just, and that's my thing is, like, I, I think that uh, that whole thing was out of born out of jealousy. Oh, and totally. Short-sightedness, and I still hold a grudge over it. So, you know. I know that uh, <laughs> the people involved have all moved on. Right. But I still don't like them, so... <laughs> And, and I'm still kind of sitting here in the uh, in the camp of like, well, I never listened to that podcast before, so I'm not like, you can't boycott yeah. something you'd never really bought. I was just kind of like, oh, well, I mean, just at the, at the time that like the war was going on, I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to really dive in and listen to this podcast because like, oh, well, I really like the major pod. You know, if these guys are being dicks about it. And now since like the hatchet's buried, I just don't, I don't think about them anymore. I was just I like, oh, like I just it. listen to major pod. I don't either, but at the same point, if I see somebody tag uh, them and not Major Pod on Twitter, then I know what that <laughs> is, and I just block. It. I, I just say, "All right, Banhammer, done. You done goofed." Yeah, that's what I'm literally like. It's either that or like um, random porn bots. I will block them if they pop up on. Oh, of course. Because if you don't, I realize like on Twitter it was getting bad. Not that I look at that on Twitter. I, I, I don't. But if Good you don't block, gentlemen. Them, if you don't block them, um, then it takes over your feed. <laughs> and then I'm trying to like actually like look at stuff for like a Marvel Snap. I follow you know a lot of accounts for Marvel Snap or for uh, sports cards on there in uh, wrestling, you know, figures. So I mean, like that's what I want is I want to look at uh, stuff for the games I play online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sports cards. You know, like NBA cards. You know, and I, I like looking at cool cards on there. Um, I'm not going to ever own any of those, but I like to look at them. They're, they're awesome cards. I mean, they're you know, freaking great collectibles, but at the same point, I'm not paying $25,000 for a card. Oh, God, no. Um, but if somebody wants to, hey, that's awesome. I can appreciate it as a collector, and that's what I like following those accounts that show those, you know, like awesome mm-hmm. cards that got pulled for the week and stuff. There's a couple of them. Um, and then, of course, you know, major pot accounts and that kind of stuff. But, but man, it's like you. <laughs> there's so many bots out there and stuff. Man. There like, are, if man. You don't. Once you get them like started blocking and things, now I can scroll through my Twitter and uh, not be ashamed to have it around somebody. It's it's funny because you know, like, like so many uh at work, you know, you're like I can't bring it up at work or anything, man, because you know HR's gonna be like, uh, you put up this on Twitter. Damn it! I swear I wasn't looking at porn. I swear. Damn you, Elon Musk. <laughs> Sorry, man. Move up, join join the Threads Army. Uh, I, I say join the Threads Army. I have an account, and I've I've scrolled through it all of twice. Uh, it's just like any social media. If it becomes the way of the future, I've already got my account made. I'll just learn to live with it, and if not, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing until then. But you know, it, it, my Twitter. I honestly I scroll through very infrequently, but I get like the notifications. It's like. I think it's like four or five wrestlers that it's kind of honed in on like, oh, you really like these people. So it's like if like Ricky Shane Page, Ali, Effie, uh, Matt Bryan, like Tony Deppin, a couple, like uh, basically like the, you know, the major pod, like GCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It's like, hey, the, this person tweeted this, and I'll click and I'll scroll through their feed. And be like, cool, you know. But I, so I haven't had as much of the rampant bot problem. Instagram, I get the rampant bot problem. I'll get like three random followers, and it's all like following 2,567, followed by one. If you've got a link in the bio and it's a bunch of heart emojis followed by an eggplant, like, out. You just ban hammer, blocked immediately. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to do it. You know, I mean, Twitter's pretty bad enough as it is. Um, so, you know, I don't get into... <laughs> I, I have done a few uh, political responses and then I realized after one got blown up, <laughs> Toxic wasteland, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I realized pretty quick. I was like, I had the the urge to fight back, and, and not in like a more in like a, I understand what's going on, and like I just want to troll these people. But at the same point, I knew that like that's when it spirals out of control. Oh yeah, and like especially on Twitter, like you could lose control of that very easily. So I just kept my mouth shut and. And the you stuff know, people having, say to each other, man. So oh many my people were God. calling me an idiot and stuff, and I'm just like, hey, I would heart like their their if they were like, this is the fucking worst take I've ever seen. You, you know, you should like you know go out in the backyard and hang yourself for that bad take, and uh, yeah, you know, and I would be just like like it with a heart emoji, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I figure that's that's the best like reaction I can give and not have them like uh, what's the respond uh, back so. It's like Kevin Smith when he when he made the movie Tusk. He's like, basically, I made this movie where like, if somebody came up to me, I was like, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. He'd be like, isn't it? And like, this is the greatest horror movie I've ever seen. He's like, isn't it? <laughs> Just like made a movie that like people are either gonna love this thing or they're gonna hate this thing. But either way, I made them feel something. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I mean, you know. <laughs> So there you go. We we I think we dabbled in the 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 hidden rant without getting yeah uh, without really going into it no. without really going into it. So that's uh, there you go. There's your there's your uh <laughs> behind I mean, the, I, the peek behind the curtain. You know, I, I don't. I mean, I don't need to go into. But no, like I said, I I still just don't. You know, the people involved in it are moved on, but uh, I'm not so. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I we, right. we've all got that but person point, like, or, or whatever. Room, we yeah, we all have if, that something in life that like, well, no, they they did this at this point in time. So just like, I'm never going to see them as right or whatever, right or wrong. We all have them. But like, you know, in the, uh, it'll come up in major pod group and stuff sometimes. So, you know, they, somebody sharing something that they, those guys did. And, um, you know, uh, I have the urge to be like, yeah, fuck those guys. But I don't, you know, because... Nah. <laughs> you know, because what to, good does it actually put it into the world? None. none. Yeah. So that's the reason I was like, it just you know, is what it is. But, but enough about all that shit. Um, so let's talk about let's the real do, stars of the show. Yeah, let's talk about major bendies. So hey, let's let's transition. This will be the transition out of out of that. Um, so <laughs> we'll talk about this, and then we'll end with our two remix. year two year review. Um, so. This week, uh, I got in not one, not two, not three, but four. Not five, but four. Not five, but four. Uh, hopefully, I don't know if there's going to be a fifth one. I don't know which one they could do. Uh, I think they've got everything pretty well covered. But 
to uh, say like that. Uh, old, maybe there's something they will. But. Old man variant in that match with uh, Doink the Clown that they talked about in uh, Canada one, but I think he'd have to. I don't think he could do it. Nah. So, um, so we're going to review the hacksaws real quick. Um, all four hacksaw major bendies. Oh. They all use the same mold. Um, so it is hacksaw sitting here holding a two by four, doing the ho. Um, and he is holding the two by four, but the two by four is removable. So Matt said, if you wiggle it a little bit, it'll pop out. Um, it's not glued in there, but it's just kind of like in there. Well, I thought he said I was uh, when I was listening earlier. It was the week uh, the week before two fifty five, where he said I think there's like a little bit of glue, so he says it's Maybe. not molded, but it's got a, it's got glue, so you can yeah. pop it out, but it may not sit back in the same. Yeah, so that's the reason I'm not doing it outside. Oh, shoot me. It's getting late. So, um, first up, we've got just the regular hacksaw and blue trunks, blue uh, blue boots. Pretty good, you know, uh, representation. I think the sculpt is really good on him. Uh, definitely kind of like that one. It's a pretty... When I think of hacksaw, I think that's how I think of it, the blue. Yeah. You know? The blue yeah, trunks, the 2 by 4 LJN, so it's the black trunks, white boots. Very cool one. If you grew up in that era, um, this is when he teamed with uh, Legion of Doom, I think, wasn't it? It's SummerSlam. So it's again in the blue tights, blue boots, but with the USA face paint. And the USA um, board. Yeah, and the board is USA painted. And this might be the most toyetic one out of them all. Just cause of if that. I'm going to get a hacksaw, I feel like that's, that's the one. Maybe the one. And then the 4th of July one where he is in his uh, Hasbro-inspired gear, which is the blue singlet, uh, white boots, and the knee pads are stars and stripes, like the American flag. So, Did I see correct? There's some, is there stripes on the back, too? Yeah. When you spun the, the figure song. around? Because the front is solid blue, and the back is it stars and stripes? Yeah. I think kind of like Kurt Angle's. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, I was seeing. Which Matt said they, they tried to get Kurt Angle, but he's got a legend still, so... Well, then where the hell are you at, Mattel? Let's get some more Kurt figures out there. They are. They're coming. Good, good. Yeah. Um, he's got a Ultimate coming out, actually. Oh, it's it's yes. in the set with uh, Bianca and Bobby Lashley. Oh, is that when they the moved to one. three? Yeah, that's when they moved to three, and the third one in that one is Kurt Angle. It's a young Sweet. Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, it's not bald Kurt. It's young Kurt. No, get, yeah, give um, give me like it is 90s, a, late 90s Kurt Angle. Yeah, but it is going to have a cloth singlet. Oh, that's so, badass. That's the kicker, I think. So. so then when you drop the straps, it's not like, like the rubber that's going to like rip and fall apart and stuff. Yeah, like the. So, uh, let's see. What else happened? Uh, I found one of the shippers this week. Uh-oh. We got theme music loading. It is Eric Bischoff, Easy E. Uh, surprisingly easy to find. <laughs> I mean, I know there are people you, out there who have you been, say that. I say I've, that. I've been to I've been to a couple different WalMarts, and I've I, I think three in the past two three days. I found Stone Cold, and I found the Undertaker. At all three of them, I have not found one Easy E. 
found Taker in Austin. Um, I found JBL, Edge, and Tory. And the first Walmart that I went to to look for it, uh, Easy was there. And the box was all mangled, but I was like, I'm going to open it anyways. Right. So um, it was <laughs> pretty quick. And then uh, the next day I went to another Walmart just to check. And uh, I wanted a JBL, and he was there. And I was like, boom, boom, done. So I, I'm kind of sweating I don't want the, it with this. Don't want uh, the Taker. Don't want the, the Austin. Um, Edge as, was borderline and Tori was borderline, but I passed on for now. So as much as I love Austin, that camo pants, the you know, do, it just didn't really do anything for me. And, and the, the the Eddie's the one I really want. That's what I'm kind of sweating it on because yeah. I, this ruthless aggression line has been so hit or miss down here. I've missed whole waves. I've never seen like the Cena once. I'd never saw the RVD They'd once. The shipper, so I've seen the Cena, Shelton, and who's the other one in that wave? Nash. Never saw those. Uh, I saw them in the shipper. The shipper. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the mm-hmm. end cap or whatever full of figures. Yeah. Which uh, they have not gotten put out at the ones around me. Which So they've been very hit one, or miss. It was at my local one, not at the one by uh, my current job. For another week or so, and then after that, so so that's gonna be good to say. So yeah, personal news. Uh, I quit my job officially today. So that's you uh, wish them the best in their future endeavors. I did without me. So give them the old best um, wishes. So we'll see how that goes down. But so far, nothing. It's been you know I don't know what they want me to do, but they got to get on the ball because time's getting ready to run out on that. So. <laughs> So we'll see, but uh, yeah, so I'm excited. A uh, new job opportunity came up for me, and um, a little bit more money. Not a huge, huge pay rate, but I mean, it's a, it's a nice, you know, update and pay. Um, and you know, completely 100% uh, remote work from home. That's pretty uh, sweet. That's going to be pretty sweet, you know. To now that <laughs> that will take some dedication though like because it's easy to get distracted at home too but i do have my office um you know so i've got to probably spend the next couple weeks uh before i start uh, i'm not starting there till the 31st so i've got a little bit of time uh and i'm gonna have to focus on my office area really getting it kind of cleaned up and also making it um <laughs> slightly more business-like you know but still also uh, organized i think will be the the key not having just tons of shit sitting around well, as long as your so, desk is organized and your figures are organized, that's business. Yeah, but it, I've got to do that. So I just need to sit down and uh, focus on that. So I'll have a little bit of time to do that. So um, so outside been... of Easy e uh, I did clean out that shipper. I got a bunch of stuff. but um, i got to show this off, though. This is uh, the result of talking to Joey Hudson, who's a bully. <laughs> Bullied me into getting here. Pressure, peer pressure, Joey. Uh, in in reality, you know, it's it's Joey had it, and I was like, oh my god, it looks awesome. What is that? He told me, um, and then I had to track it down. So this is the deluxe kids championship belt that Mattel put out a couple years ago. Um, the kicker for it, it is bigger than um, a little bit bigger, I think. Not, I don't have the other. It's over there. Or I would grab it. So it looks like it's a little bit bigger than the normal one, like the ones in the stores right now and stuff, uh, which this was a little bit heavier price tag. And the side plates on this, um, you can change those out. Right now I've got the two Roman Reigns in here. 
So um, but it's the really easy to side plates are they? I know you said they come with the uh, the two packs. Are they like one name on each side, or do you have to buy two no, two packs to get two Romans? Two two packs to get two Romans. Oof. So the only one that came with the same one, I think, was uh, the like if it's a tag team like the Street Profits or the Usos. Mm -hmm. um, which I do have the Usos over here. So, so we could we could change out the Tribal Chief to the Usos if I wanted to, but uh, but they're you know they're just plastic um, with a sticker, and they are also they can double as um, figure stands. So, so what you're saying is you're out, and so am I. Boom. No, I'm saying acknowledge me. Acknowledge your tribal account. So yeah, um, this is awesome. Though. I, I mean, <laughs> so I, cool. I'm just impressed by the. And I'm really kind of sad that it didn't take off, uh, but I never saw this belt at retail. Like I remember, I remember it, and I remember <laughs> looking for it, thinking, hey, "When's that belt going to pop?" Because I was probably going to, you know, uh, probably going to get it, but I never saw it until. Joey posted it, and I was like, "Yeah, I need that." So, so had to had to get it, and uh, then had to get two Roman side plates, right? For it, you know, because I mean, what who else are you gonna put in the Finn Balor? You know, nah, the dude, fiend. All about <laughs> who's that? Seth, freaking Rollins, uh, or Kevin well, Owens? Two of my favorite champions of all time. I don't know if there's KO ones. I know there probably is some Seth. I feel like KO's been in those two packs, so I mean, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know if he was in those or not. So I know there's a Ric Flair one I thought about. Because I mean, if if I if if I could I find KO side plates for it, I would get one in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, I mean, because like this this section of my desk, like the top shelf of my desk, is just all Owens figures, and this side is all Rollins figures. <laughs> so you know, like those are those are my guys, and then right above my computer monitor I've got like the festival of friendship and one of the old raw basic rings so like that's you know that's my guy big big KO fan um, also got these because some of the shipper had the idea a while back to do it so um, <laughs> oh, this is my baby. Samoan SWAT team chase figures um, except for I got the greatest hits rock and Le er, not legends 100 um, elite 100 the Rock. I got there's <laughs> picked up those two jerseys and put it on the Samoan SWAT team chase figure. So uh, in my Legends fig fed, uh, I do have a bloodline going because you, you got to, I think, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you have to. And so I picked up uh, the Samoan SWAT team to go with uh, Pareth Roman and uh, The Rock for my bloodline. And then the whole premise is going to be, uh, you know, Roman's not getting ready, not falling in line, kind of with the Rock, and so in order to have <laughs> more heat, I was like, "What if the Samoan SWAT team just wore Rock jerseys all the time?" <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they did it for the Rock. Like that would kind of put you know more like more heat there and stuff, and you know their loyalty is definitely to the Rock then. Um, and then long-term storytelling, uh, it's going to come down to you know Roman keeps splintering off. Uh, rock will get the belt, you know, with Roman's help. And then uh, Triple H is gonna, you know, go after the belt uh, repeatedly. And, you know, he's, he loves chasing it, so he'll chase it with the Rock, um, and he will bring in the Shield, Seth Rollins Ultimate, 
and the latest Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley figure. And that'll be his, uh, his shield. And then <coughs> come down to the match. Uh, you know, Triple H versus The Rock. Going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Samoan SWAT team come down. Uh, then Seth and uh, Moxley come down and get involved. And then it's coming down to Roman. Roman can go for the Superman punch. Mrs. Triple H hits The Rock. <coughs> and then he just leaves. Triple H picks up The Rock. Pedigree, one, two, three. You know, and that starts the, uh, you know. Coming for the title. Uh... Yeah, the bloodline. And uh, I need one more, though. I think I'm going to have is my solo Sokoa. Uh, it's going to be Umaga. Oh. Umaga. I, I wanted it to be Rikishi, but then I remembered that uh, Fatu is Rikishi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I mean, it's my fake fed. Who, who gives a shit? Uh, but I felt a little weird having Rikishi and Fatu there. So, like, let me just. I, I, the, I think the reason I almost bought Fatu was that I, like, when I was growing up, I was a big Rikishi fan. And I was like, you know what? I, if I'm gonna get Rikishi, let's just get Rikishi. I, I was, you know, I've grown to appreciate Fatu, but I was a fan of Rikishi. Yeah, so I'm gonna get. Uh, I think I need the Umaga in black though to go with. Oh yeah, because uh, Samoan SWAT team, they're in black. You know, uh, The Rock has black tights. You know, Roman's in black. Uh, I've got the red Umaga right now. And I think I need the black one though. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So see, even even though this is not fake fed, uh, I still have fake fed. You know, I still. I think we all uh, do. So let's let's transition into that a little bit now. Um, so let's look back uh, from the past two years. Let's. What were some of your favorite uh, memories of the pod? We'll, we'll start there, and kind of give some stuff that you remember doing that was fun. So I mean, as far as just moderating that first like that, that first little bit was so much fun uh just getting to kind of like i would just keep my little timer up and stuff and just sit back and listen to like the crazy stuff that you and dave are coming up with but then when i got to step in like that I'll, my i think probably my favorite memory was that first episode of carnage after i took over for you it was it was nerve wracking as all hell. I totally understood mm -hmm. where Mark was at uh, during that first episode of uh, where he took over Thrill Zone. Thrill ho! It was just like you're ta you know like you're tearing through, you're running through your notes like okay, I got this, I got this, and you look up, it's like oh my god, how much time has passed? <laughs> or like oh my god, I, I've, I've torn through three segments, and and that was supposed to be like five minutes. That was two minutes. What do I do now? And so kind of figuring out the pacing and stuff and, and trying to be entertaining while getting these stories across. It was it was nerve-wracking, but it was a lot of fun. And just some of the, like the, you know, some of the characters that like came from conversations we were having on the side that then I got to go and do stuff with like uh like Brutushausen, I had the most fun with. And High Times, uh RVD, uh Riddle and, <laughs> and the Godfather. I had the most fun writing for those two because it was just, you know, stuff that me and you were kind of back and forth. Like, oh, I'm thinking about this idea. Like, oh, that'd be great. Well, who would manage them? Oh, Godfather. And just, you know, getting to watching those 
characters come to fruition and then getting to write for them was so much fun. Yeah, I think my favorite ones, favorite ideas I had was Brutus House. Well, okay, so I had Matt as the internet champ, and then <clears throat> I was like, you know, it's just one of those things like, because uh, the first little bit you didn't have a huge roster, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every week you're like, okay, well, I've got this guy left and this guy left. It's like, I got Matt left. What's he going to do? And then it's like, I've got Brutus. And long term, like, I wanted to do, uh, have Brutus be, you know, with the uh, MWO, mm-hmm. which was Hogan, Sav- that was another fun thing that I did. Uh, my NWO were, you know, was the Major World Order, uh, which was Hogan, uh, Savage, Sting, and Ultimate Warrior. Yes. That's a hell of a stable. I mean, it know. is. So, and that was fun. Before I destroyed uh, it. Before, yeah, before you blew it up. But, you know, that's fun. And I, I still kind of, I'm leaning towards maybe doing that again at some point in my, my Legends Fed. But, you know, I'm, Hogan's uh, red and yellow, you know, baby face for a while. You know, and it's hard to, oh, hard to get away from that. Uh, but, you know, maybe one day. One day so, he'll politic um, too much. and Yeah. Maybe one day we'll turn him, but right now is not the time. He's, I need a baby face, and he's a baby. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, I remember doing this. I had Ryder, or, uh, you know, or Matt, mm-hmm. um, come out, and he's like, I got an open challenge for my internet championship. And uh, Brutus came out and challenged him. And I don't remember what I had. Somebody came out and interfered and co- ended up costing Matt the uh, the belt. And Brutus won it. And then Brutus coming out the next week and doing that. Uh, I'm the internet champion. I logged on this week on my AOL.com account. And the dial-up, it took me 30 minutes, but I finally logged on. You know, and, Mike, <laughs> and he was just like a like 1995 internet champion because he, you know, he hadn't updated his connection and stuff ever since then. Uh, and just doing that kind of promo and stuff. And then, you know, Matt ended up getting the belt back. Uh, and then doing the... <laughs> Uh, Brutus housing because <laughs> Zodiac came out. Yep. And we were looking at him being like, he kind of looks, you know, it's like, it reminds me of Dane housing a little bit. Not really, but kind of. Enough. Enough to where I, I was like, well, well fun. what if he was adhering to Dane housing? Adhering to like the rules that we had set. Like, because I mean, you could have bought a custom Dan housing and be like, well, I've got Dan housing, but we wanted it to all be official releases. So you got creative and found your your shoehorn in for Danhausen, which yeah. was way more fun. It was very very fun. So I had uh, I had somebody I don't remember who it was. He Brutus was in the match, and basically it was um, Shawn Michaels did it sometime in the mid nineties, uh, where Owen Hart did the uh, Insiguri kick to him, and Shawn goes down, and you know he has to get wheeled out and stuff. And I was like, what if I did that spot? And then, like, Brutus has, like, a concussion from it. And it changes him from Brutus to, you know, the Zodiac figure. Yeah. And, um, but he's like Brutus housing then. And that's how I transform him. And so it, oh, it was kind of like, uh, like Matt, Broken just, Matt. You yeah. know, he, he took that. I think it was like Jeff jumped off, like, the rafters of the impact zone and landed on him. And he got stretchered out. And then when he came back, he was broken. So, you know, it was kind of that, and uh, basically it was just Danhausen from that point forward. Uh, but yeah. it was fun to do those kind of things with him. Like, there was one where he, uh, like, all the entire episode, he was, like, going around backstage, like, looking for his fish. 
and then finally found it, and it was, uh, you know, <laughs> an earthquake, you know, the shark <laughs> figure that I got, you know, because I yes. drafted earthquake, and then I was like, oh, I got the shark then, so I was like, I want to have him be Danhausen's pet, you know, like or Brutushausen's pet, so, uh, you know, stuff like that was a lot of fun to do. Uh, the, and the, then, the, of course, <laughs> getting, getting um, I think you had done like a buddy because you had the movies in between. That was like mm-hmm. your little segment. And so you had done like Rob Van Dam and Matt Riddle, which is that's an obvious. You know, so my thought process with that was uh, I was just like, OK, I, I had done like I tried doing like a uh, like stomp in paradise kind of thing. And I was like, this just kind of like to fit in like two minutes. It was just felt like too much. So I started doing movies, trailers, and so that was one I was like, I'd been watching a bunch of Kevin Smith movies, and I was like, who would make a great Jay and Silent Bob in wrestling? And I was like, oh my god, Matt Riddle and RVD. They're both stoners. Riddle's a loudmouth, so he's Jay, like, automatically. And RVD would be the stoic one that doesn't say a whole lot, and every now and again he chimes up with, like, the, the wisdom, you know. And then he goes right back to just hanging back and smoking his joint. And so, and so I was just like, "Oh, perfect! Let's do. Let's put those two together." And so, when you use those as characters, and then I took over Carnage, I kept booking them kind of like that. Like in the ring, they were both these like you know masters of their their craft. But then outside of the ring, it was just Jay and Silent Bob hang out with the Godfather. Yeah. So you had done that, like the Jay and Silent Bob with them. And then I drafted them both, thinking I'd put them in a tag team. And uh, and then from that point, I was like, I need some. I was like, who's going to manage them? And I had, uh, I think I was using them as Papa Shango. Mm-hmm. And then they were with the Fiend, maybe. And then the Fiend like let them go. Um, who did I have with him? Maybe Mankind. I think that was what you do. There's some sort of supernatural something, and you let them like the fiend let Shango and somebody else go. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I still got Godfather. And and so um, I remember the week before I had him like he's going walking around like backstage as Kama, I think. And he opens up a door and like smoke billows out, and he's like, "Ooh, what's this?" And he like walks inside, and then next week. Uh, you know, the Godfather's music hits and he comes out and he's like, he's like, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to have a party. And so let me introduce the best party tag team, you know, something like that. Yeah. And then the best part though was the, uh, you know, cause I got high. Yeah. Dude, without fail. I'm singing along to myself the whole time you're playing that song. And those two coming out and I was like, that is like beautiful, man. It's like, there's no, that's just such a great pairing, and it just worked. I was like, it's still one of my favorite tag teams that I've ever had uh, in any kind of fig fit I've ever done. Is High Times, and uh, then did, the name, yeah. So High it was Times the, was the perfect. Entire, the entire package, yeah. Naming them High Times, having that song be their entrance music, uh, pairing with the Godfather, who could be their mouthpiece, because those two really, you know, they could get by on the mic. Yeah, but Godfather would be Godfather's their better. Uh, so having that man is that was. Those High Times, uh, Brutus Housen. Those three are still uh, sitting right here, <coughs> uh, for for your visual, on my on my shelf together. That at RVD and Riddle are still wearing the High Times shirt, and the Godfather's still out front. Oh yeah, I forgot I had custom shirts made. For Perfect, them. so good. You have to send me a picture of that because I don't remember what that, what that looked like. I'll Here's, send it to you. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, I, I tell you, one of my biggest, uh, like, w- when we wind up calling it quits, one of my biggest regrets that I never got to do storyline-wise was I had started a feud between Brutushausen and Dude Love. Mm, I remember that one, yeah. And so the first match that I had, like, Dude Love, you know, like, Brutushausen, he's trying to do all of this, all of his shenanigans that's not working. He goes to curse Dude Love. Dude Love hits the ground starts shaking like crazy. Brutus Housen goes for the pin. Dude Love rolls him up, one, two, three, and wins his sack of human money. And so I was just going to have a feud between the two of them going back and forth. And it was just going to be all these creative ways that Dude Love found his way out of it. So, like, the way that he got out of being cursed was he was wearing his super slick anti-curse shades, daddy-o. And so Brutus Housen was going to try to find a way to steal the sunglasses and harness their power. And I was just going to go back and forth with these two for, you know, the rest of <laughs> the rest of that season. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things I still think about from time to time is like feuding dude love and, you know, Danhausen. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would have been a pretty fun one. Oh, it definitely would have been. I move something in my, uh oh. No, it's fine. Pulling something out of your bag of tricks here? No, it's literally something I just reach down and grab while you're talking. So I, I uh, do, 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 do. We're, we're approaching the, the length of the normal pod, but I think we'll go a little over because we had talked about another topic that I think we have to hit on the two year. All right. Uh, we talked about where we, you know, like where we've go, like come as collectors in the this two year span. And like what's what's changed, what's grown, what's cut off, like what major changes from when we started this to you know right here sitting today. So I because I've got mine. I I know you. We had yeah. talked about doing that. So I think for me, um, so for me, it wasn't. I, I was still recovering from the fire. Hmm. Uh, so for me, it was still trying to figure out, you know, like what I was going to collect and kind of, you know, taking it from that point and stuff. So that's kind of been my journey. And I think I've finally kind of figured out, you know, my, you know, my collection and things, you know, what I'm doing after, um, I enjoy, you know, small things. <laughs> so, right. uh, small figures, you know, um, you know, major bendies, micro rollers, uh, superstar, you know, classics, or not classic superstars, but, you know, the uh, Mattel little superstars and stuff. You know, those are the kind of things that where I can have just a shit ton of them over there. Right. They don't really take up too many spots. Uh, Funko Pops, I know I like very few, and I'm trying to get stuff that, you know, I can get autographed, but <laughs> I realize I'm going to have to make some hardcore rules on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that can easily, well, as I, you know, as I was trying to plan for this convention and I, I didn't end up going to, uh, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then like, as you get down to really like figuring out your budget for it and stuff and you're like, do I need that though? I don't <laughs> right. you know, like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. That's, that's funny and that's cool, but do I need to spend $70 on it? No. Not. You know, that's a bit much. So um, it's my um, collectible accounting, as I like to call it. No, you that's know, smart. Where, you know, you've got to think the, you know, 
a Funko Pop might be twenty bucks. You know, maybe the um, so you're then are you is it worth ninety dollars to you for something like that? Yeah, you know, right? Dollars got to make sense in your collection, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? oh yeah. And there are sometimes you know it's like, hey, you know what? Got to have it. Price be damned. Uh, you know, we've all been there. Oh yeah, but I've uh, got a few same, of those figures. I'm looking yeah. at on this desk right now. You know, but the same point is just gotta. You know, I'm looking at my Hulk Hogan right here, and I'm definitely overpaid for that. <laughs> you know, but uh, but I also got in time and money. Yeah, so I think for this kind of stuff, like um, I, I would love to get a Ric Flair autographed, but I want to meet Flair and have it done. You know, right? Um, I want to get my. Mick Foley, my Cactus Jack, my Mankind, and my Dude Love, but I want to meet Foley and have it done. Oh, 100%. You know, so that's the kind of thing that, like, I really don't want to go after ones unless that, and even then, like, it's got to be very targeted. You know, like, I really want Nash and RVD, and that's the reason I'm really bummed that I missed this convention, because I would have got both of those. Right. Um, and my Pinky in the Brain, I could have got them, too. You know, so trying to keep my Funko collection reined in, um, which now I think I'm finally on the verge of doing. Uh, you know, that, as far as figures go, now I'm really focusing on Legends. Um, and that's really, I mean, like a brand new series can come out, I can look at it and be like, pass. Or I need right. a guy, you know, in it. Um, so that's really going to help bring that in and stuff too. And then, um, I didn't even even told you about this, but <laughs> they've been talking a lot as of late about uh, the reaction figures. Mm-hmm. You know, the little bitty, like, three and a quarter. I'm kind of getting itchy. My brother has been getting into those for the Star Wars line. Oh, dude. I look. I, I get it. I almost I almost dropped $30. Cheap well, so, as hell. Well, here's the thing. Some of them aren't. I was looking at the... Uh, I, I was at Target uh, Monday. They had two different versions of Rancid's mascot. The You know, the, the punk band, the Ruby Soho's entrance. You know... Uh, they had two different rancid uh, figures. The the reaction, I was like, "Oh, dude, I'll buy both of these." And then I hit the little price scanner thing, and they were like eighteen bucks for you know a three inch figure. I was like, "Man, if this is ten, twelve, I'm buying these." There's a Bootsy Collins. I'm looking at all these different musicians that I would kill to have. So maybe I'm gonna have to catch sales or something. But like full price, I was like, "Nah, not for that price, pal." Yeah. Because man, they've got so many musicians that I I love. There's like they've got Devo, they've got Rancid, they've got you know, Bootsy Collins. I've seen Ghost. I've you know, I could have a nail polish rack with like all of my favorite bands just lined up, <laughs> but not for that price, pal. I'm looking through some old uh, basketball cards that we had as kids. I saw that sitting there, and I was like, let me look at that real quick. Yeah. Um, so, it's cool, but, you know, I, I there's nothing I should get graded in here or anything like that. That's... Did you stumble upon a Michael Jordan rookie? Well, you know, uh, you know, I did not have – I know we did not ever have a, a Jordan rookie. I can no Jordan rookies? No. I think we um, got some Kobe's in here, though. But <laughs> I looked at them, like, looked at them, and basically, like, the raw Kobe's were, like, 20 bucks or something. Like It was not – yeah, not the same. Not much at all. So, yeah. So as as far as like my you know two year where we're at now, 
I think when I started the, uh, you know, when we started the pod, I was actually kind of, I'm not going to say on my way out of figure collecting, but I was definitely trending downward. Uh, I had, I think the last, per, you know, like the last few figures I bought were all just like the, the AEW. Uh, not long before that, we had started putting money aside to buy like the place that we're in now. So I got put on like a total figure spending, like just freeze like do not buy anything and so we got moved into the place and I kind of just been you know like trying to get my my room set up and kind of get my shelves up and stuff like that so I wasn't buying stuff because it was just more more hectic to get put stuff put on the shelves and I kind of was slowly picking back up but I was just getting the AEW figures and that was it and uh, I told myself, like, I'm not, I'm only getting AEW. That's the only show I'm watching. I don't care about what's happened to WWE. And then uh, we started doing the pod, and I started paying attention to WWE just from, like, talking with you guys, and y'all were paying attention to it. I kind of got, not fully back in, but I got invested again. So I started picking up Legends, and then I started picking up current guys that I was a fan of. And, and just, like, my figure collecting kind of boomed back up. And then I also kind of, through that, developed my rules of like, okay, I don't need to be a completionist. I don't need to have all of any certain wrestler. Uh, I've got, you know, the guys I'm probably closest to are like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Uh, I don't I don't really need to be a completionist of those. And then also kind of like, I was really bad about like, oh, I liked a match this guy had. Or, oh, this guy had a neat gimmick. Let's buy the figure. So I kind of started to, you know, I, as my collecting like boomed outward, I also kind of put the compressor on it. It's like, okay, we're going to take that same, we're going to take that same fire, but let's apply it to like, okay, let's get just the guys that I really like. If I couldn't list off five matches offhand, not buying a figure. If I can't name two or three feuds, not buying a figure. Because I used to do that. I'm like, oh, neat. You know, Baron Corbin, I, I, back when he was in NXT, I was not a fan of Baron Corbin. I just thought the figure looked cool. Bought it. Stuff like that. Like, if I can't name something about this other than, like, oh, it's neat, I, I don't buy it anymore. And so, like, developing those rules, I still have entirely too many figures, but I have less than I would have if I just was, you know, going under my old run-and-gun buy everything mm. so I think you know yeah. doing this has definitely helped that plus I mean it kind of renewed my my like love for collecting yeah I will say that um, you know and kind of realizing like what you want to collect how you want to and stuff I mean, that's a ever evolving journey uh, but you know I think once you get there and you find your find your moment is in you know, so to speak, then it's a good place to be in. Oh, definitely. We got a Jordan Jordan card here, Jordan forty five. See, that's a pretty pretty badass card. Uh, and we collected Kobe Bryant and Grant Hill as a kids. It's not Ooh, bad Vin choice. Carter, Shaquille. I knew I collected Shaq too. I got a bunch of Shaqs in here. I, that's if if I cave and start a basketball card collection, Shaq's gonna be like the the central point of it, just because he you know he was LSU man he was he was 
ingrained in our city's culture. He, uh, he still is. He was cheating the entire time. Oh yeah, of course. When he was, I mean, he's no no other SEC player in the in the history, or no other college athlete's ever been paid. It was just Shaq. <laughs> That's right. That's why I love uh, basketball so much. You know, like, what do you think? You think Shaquille O'Neal got rich playing in Orlando? No, he got rich playing in college. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cool it's not here. wrong though. No, it's probably pretty accurate, um, <laughs> and I can't be mad. Like, what's funny is like there are people who had sanctions and stuff because I mean I guess if you there's people who had careers ruined because of, you know stuff that's now legal, stuff that's now so. like encouraged. It's part of the process of recruiting, but you know. Should have been all along, probably. But, you know, yes. Let's digress. So, but yeah, uh, I see a whole bunch of holograms here from the comic book sets. So, you know, there's nothing more '90s than holograms, man. Uh, is is this where I mess around and end up buying JSA graded chat cards? Is this where we? Is this where we go? We got an autographed John Starks card. I remember, I remember when we pulled that. Oh, I got a Shaq rookie. What? Shaq rookie. I have one. Looks like it is not in great shape, though. I will tell you that much. Yeah, I would not get that graded. But I have one. So let me put that. We'll put that motherfucker in a, a one touch, mother. Got some one touches here. What else we got? This is this is my childhood, man. Going back through this stuff, man. Some of these holograms they pop. Let me tell you, man, Willis I'm... Reed. Boy, that card is in not good shape at all. <laughs> this is back when a one touch had a screw in it. Like you, you knew a card was serious. Yeah. Yeah, some Kobe Bryant like high school cards. <laughs> I don't know if these are. I know we got some Bryant rookies here, but I don't know which ones they are. So uh, maybe, a, it's these, maybe it's these two right here that say rookie on them. I would that venture to it. say that might yeah, be the ones. Could be it. Got a whole bunch of Kobe's. And Grant Hills. Apparently, one of us liked Grant Hill really well. I don't know if it was me or my brother. There's a. Uh... It's a radio show I used to listen to. They changed one of the hosts left, and it's kind of like the episodes of like Major Pod, where like one—he's a bastard. One, what, like when one of the guys is out, the dynamic's not the same, so it's not yeah. like that thing you love. Because as much as I, I still love both the guys that were hosting it, it's just not the same when they're not together. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a uh, bonfire at Big J Okerson, one of the the guys that's still there. He actually like grew up in uh, he grew up in Philadelphia and he ended up at one point on the like I think it was he was in high school ended up playing on the same pickup game as like Kobe Bryant and so uh, when you know like Kobe you know when he passed he told the story of like playing Kobe and how just unreal he was and everything and he ended the story with so that is the story of how Kobe Bryant had his brush with greatness 
on that high school basketball court all those years ago. <laughs> it's like the whole story is like how Kobe was crossing him over and just this insane athlete like in high school. And so that was his like, so yeah, that was Kobe Bryant's brush with greatness. <laughs> he got to cross me up at a high school gym. <laughs> That's another. I got a couple more Shaq rupees here. Huh. So yeah, it's not all of our cards. So we got more. So my brother's holding out on me. They're like, hey, what so, the hell? So yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so but that's been a good trip down memory lane for these last two years. So I think so. Yeah. So we'll see what we get into next week. Because who knows what will happen uh, right now? The search is for the ultimate Eddie and Ray Jr. So we'll, yeah, the search is on. We'll see how those uh, shapes out. Uh, until then, let's see if I can do it this week. Oh, let's see. Until then, I'm Jerry Damage. He's Dylan Housen saying, "Be kind to yourself and each other." Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Swing and a miss. I'm not looking it up like I, because I, there's no fun in looking it up. Like, if I look it up, I'll remember it. So I'm just trying to trying to shoot on it every day, every week until I think I get it. And it's a fun way to end the pod. So it's my favorite. It's become my favorite part of the pod. Yeah. All right, but anyways, seriously though, we'll <laughs> saying see you all next week. Snoochie boochies.